If you sell a physical product or thinking about launching a brand, jewelry, clothing, skincare, and you're looking for a place that can guide you to build a long-lasting brand, I have to introduce you to Stacy Jones, who is the owner of an activewear brand, Sun Love and Roots, which she started in 2015 and has grown into a seven-figure, seven-figure brand that she is now sharing all of her insights on and how to navigate the product-based business world and showing you how you can show up as yourself, build a brand that's in alignment with you and grow a community of brand besties that will be screaming for your brand from the rooftops. So be sure to check out Nourished Productpreneur Podcast. And you can also find Stacy at Sunlovin' Roots on Instagram. Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to another episode of Brand Meet Creator. I am by my lonesome today because I want to talk about a couple of frequently asked questions that I get. I, you know what? I used to steer clear of the question box. And I know that feels so silly, but what was happening was I don't think that I was putting out the right information to show off the the credibility that I wanted to have. I wasn't positioning myself in a way to really draw in the questions that I wanted. And since I have made a massive pivot in a lot of my content and have really like, I feel like I've really pulled back a lot of layers to who I am as a brand. Like I am just not doing a lot of the tips and tricks and the, you know, how to's anymore that I started with because realistically, like I've got to be honest, it bores the living daylights out of me. And I was talking about this with Do Less Club this morning. I, I always talk about this call, but it's my favorite part of the week. We hold a weekly inner work times social media meeting every Wednesday. And it's like, this whole breakthrough moment of, you know, nine to 15 of us sitting on this call, mics are allowed to be on, off, people can speak. (laughs) And we talk through something random that's been on my brain this week or something that I realize has gotten in my way. So we have this amazing call together. We're all talking about whatever it, it we are in our feels about this week. And today it was a huge focus on how we're really getting in our own way and not putting out the like easiest information, the easiest yes, like how you think about things is just as important as the tips and tricks. And So as I've grown as a coach and my coaching has become more nuanced, you know, we're not just talking about, you know, the best hook for whatever gag, uh, trending audio also gag, like I'm just bored. (laughs) I'm so bored thinking about all of that. So 
as I've gotten into that and I brought it to my feed and I've really allowed myself to step into this really messy middle. Like if you go to my feed right now, like I dare you go to my feed right now and look at the fact that I have about 12 different fonts in the last, I don't know, month. I have about 12 different content styles too. There's some lifestyle content. There's like different topics all over the place. But the fact of the matter is that I'm in this experimentation phase because I am trying to find what I really want to be doing consistently. And I don't think I've pulled back enough layers to actually get there within the last year. So we're we're almost there. I like feel it coming. That's my little, you know, inside thoughts that, you know, coaches aren't supposed to share is that like I'm in the in the trenches right now, trudging through it all. Um, but the reason that I talk about this is, you know, a lot of these questions that I am getting are related to mindset. So I want to answer these in a more uh complete way because wowza like the number of questions that I'm getting about uh, like posting during traumatic events imposter syndrome possibly rooted in perfectionism getting started after a long break from burnout imposter syndrome um wanting to shift more lifestyle from fitness and feeling like I don't belong wanting to be unhinged overthinking everything like these are bigger topics than the general know-how, because you know what? I know, I know that you know how to do social media. You know how to find the trending audio. You know how to create the reel. Sometimes it'll take some tweaking, but that doesn't mean that I have to spend any energy and time teaching you those things. So let's get into some of these questions because I'm so excited that I am actually getting these instead of what's your favorite color? That's never been a question that I've been asked, but you get my point. (laughs) Okay. So I want to start out with one that like really hit me in the soul. And it says, game planning my content rather than flying by the seat of my pants. How do I get myself out of this rut? start a game plan, a a uh, content calendar, a true strategy that I will actually stick to rather than flying by the seat of my pants. And here's my realistic answer. Do, are you going to use that content planner? Are you going to use that game plan? Or do you just need to experiment? Just like I'm saying, I've been in this messy middle right now for a couple of months. I am in my flop era. (laughs) No, that's a strong term. I don't like it. And is that really going to help you? Or is it just allowing yourself to not have a plan, to put out all of those little things that are happening throughout your day that you are thinking? I actually think that the better advice here is to turn the sensitivity dial in your brain way up. You're going to turn that sensitivity dial in your brain way, way up and start to recognize when something is content because everything is content. We've heard the song, everything is content, everything is content, right? But do we actually live that advice? Do we actually live that advice or do we say, I have to set up my tripod and I have to like 
find this revolutionary way to say it and I have to find the perfect hook that says you must do something? Or is it better to use your own voice and vibe and tone and then reflect on that later? What if you just allowed yourself to create the content that you wanted to and then went from there? I actually got asked this um, last night in a Do Less Club call. I had a newbie join, which I just love it. And if you're thinking about joining Do Less Club and you're on the fence, come talk to me in DMs. I will not hard sell you, like word vomit on me. Tell me why you're sitting on that fence, what you're struggling with, and we can talk about whether it's a good fit. Um, But I had a newbie join and she goes, so do you believe in niches? (laughs) And I think the whole the whole group giggled because it's really less about do you believe in a niche? Like, should I have a niche? And more about how you frame what a niche is in your brain. So no, I don't think that you can talk about anything and everything and grow. I don't think that's realistic. Like, we just have to be honest with ourselves. But does it have to be as stringent as my niche is beauty. My niche is whatever you're coaching, social media. It is gut health. It is whatever. No, it actually doesn't. And I really challenge you to take a wider perspective and think about how you describe accounts to a friend. And I'm willing to bet that you wouldn't say, I follow this beauty girl you'd say, instead, I follow this girl that posts about blank. I follow this girl that shows off all these makeup hacks. She's a mom with four kids and she gives her kid Dr. Pepper every day. That was like half Emily Kaiser and half, I don't even know who. But you're going to give a sentence. You're not going to say it in, oh, it's just beauty. Like, never, never. We're too too wordy that's like too formal right so once you expand that image of who you can really be or who you can be seen as it becomes less of a box and we can very slyly intertwine all of the things that matter to you instead of just saying okay i have to i have to do this one this one thing i actually okay have a client who talks about uh, makeup and mental health. And she posted this video, this cute video the other day of her and her cat. And she basically fed her cat treats and said something along the lines of like, this is my biggest tip to mental health. Like, this is such a sweet man. Like, listen to the way he like garbles this little treat. It was so stinking cute. It was so stinking cute. But I talked to her about it today and I was like, I bet, I'm willing to bet that you thought long and hard about whether you needed to have your makeup done in this video. And she goes, oh my God, you're in my brain. Get out of there. Get out of there. I literally filmed this video twice, once without makeup on, And once with my makeup on, because I wanted that loose tie back into my, you know, niche that people know me for. And 
I think that's all it is. She doesn't need to talk about her makeup in this video. Yes, she's kind of talking about mental health, but it's so loosely tied and yet your audience is smart and they understand the connection. They don't say, oh, that's a different character. That's, you know, different person. I don't know them. I don't know them because she's talking about her cat, right? So that's my roundabout way of saying I want you to question yourself. If you're saying like, why don't I have a game plan? I'm letting myself down. I couldn't possibly be consistent if I don't have this full content calendar and fully written out like deconstructed plan. Do you need it? Do you need it? Or do you need to allow yourself to let go of the rules? (laughs) Isn't that the problem always? Okay, so this really brings us into this next question. And there are a ton on this. And I love this. Okay. Honestly, I'm bored with consistent brand messaging and B-roll. I am so bored with it. I want to be unhinged. There's a couple others. What if my brand is inconsistency and hobby hopping? identifying content pillars and creating a variety of content. I'm bored with my content. How can I stop overthinking it? I think this comes down to the same thing is like we need to really tell ourselves your audience is smart. Your audience is not dumb. They might be overwhelmed, but they can make that they can they can draw the line between something that's seemingly random, if you put in those breadcrumbs of here's what I'm about. So is the goal really to just follow the, you know, plain and simple path, especially if you're not growing, or is it to big time experiment? Like what if your goal, realistically, what if your goal every week was I am going to show off a new side of my personality? I am going to say something random like i i want my voice more on my in my content i am going to completely ditch trending audio and lip syncing and all of that and oh my god if there's any better tip to finding your actual content pillars and where you want to be online it is talking more talking more because it forces you It forces you to get those words out and start to fine tune them and allows your audience to pick up on those things. So that's what you're really looking for. It's like, what questions are they asking now? What what are they noticing in this Ramble Central voiceover that I just did, in this random story that I told? Who says that random story is bad if it actually is intentional? If your intention is I'm going to get my voice out more so that I can learn where I want to be online, then there you go. I always used to say that Instagram Instagram decides what it wants you to be known for. And for me, in the very beginning, I felt like I was just all of a sudden like knighted the transition girl. And I was always like, this sucks. Like this is, why did I get stuck in the hardest niche ever, the most time consuming, overly produced niche ever? And like, yeah, I enjoy it because it's creative. And like, I'm an ex-cheerleader. Like give me all the, give me all the drama, right? 
But at the end of the day, to make a reel like the reels that I was doing, I had to schedule a ton of time in my day. I could not, for a single reel, just say, okay, I am going to put my phone down. I'm living my life. It's recording. Or I am having a conversation. Ooh, that's a good thought. That's a good like thing that my audience needs to know. Type it in my notes app, app screenshot it, and put it out there. That, that was impossible because it had to be a time block in my day. So, okay, roundabout answer once again. I apologize. It's just who I am, ADHD. If you're kind of bored with B-roll content and this consistent brand messaging, two things, two things. One, do you love your messaging? Do you love your messaging and what you're getting stuck on is not having a dopamine hit of, you know, I am doing something new. I have sales coming in. People are super excited about something. Like we're moving and grooving and creating new. Or, 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 is it that you just need to sit in it for a second? What if we didn't need to chase dopamine? Um, and if you need, if you want more psych on this, go listen to my episode with Megan. She explains this so much better than I ever could with so many brain terms. Um, she's like, here's your prefrontal cortex and exactly what it does in your amygdala. I don't know. <laughs> but chasing that dopamine instead of just sitting in it. Like what would happen? What would happen? I'm sorry. I'm asking you hard questions. What would happen if you just sat in the mundane and the consistent and you said, I love this. I'm just going to keep going. The people like it. It's, it's there. It's there. That's it. And I actually told a friend this the other day because she came to me and she was like, what's wrong with my content? Like what audit it? Like help me. And I was like, dude, there is nothing wrong with your content. Actually, it's really good. And if you just sit in it longer, like you've already been shown that you're bringing in these high level clients. She has, um, it's like a $1,500 program, like a pretty high ticket offer that she is selling. Um, and she got three, three sales within a week. And yet she's coming to me and she's saying, but oh, why isn't it working with follower count? No, 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 baby, it is working. It is working. Keep going. And then all of a sudden, the algorithm gods are going to say, ooh, that reel, that random reel, let's take it up a notch. Let's send it to a bunch of people. But it's waiting for that moment. On the flip side, if you're just bored out of your mind, let's experiment. Be unhinged. Why not? Why not? We all want to be unhinged, right? But it has to have that purposeful, that purposeful like intentionality behind it of, here is why I'm being unhinged because I am in an experimentation phase or I'm in a community building phase where I need to be showing off who I am to my people. I need to be showing them how I think, what my life looks like so they relate to me more. So they then want to buy from me just because they want to be in my bubble. Imagine that. Like people like I feel like this is a mic, mic drop moment. People like to be influenced. Wow. People like to be influenced. 
when you find someone that you love and you trust and you feel like they're on the exact same wavelength, we love buying from them. We love seeing their random find or what they wore in a day, right? And they can post all of those things because we just want to be in their bubble, right? So that's what I encourage you to do if you are feeling if you are feeling inconsistent, bored, you can't figure out really what you want your content to look like in 2 months. You just it's not right right now. And that's okay. If you okay, wait, wait, wait. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I'm not joking. Close your eyes. <laughs> okay. I want you to think and feel in your body, does your content feel right right now? We're not thinking about the reaction that you're getting from others. I just want you to think about you and whether you are liking your content right now and you're liking creating it. If that answer is yes, keep going. By all means, keep going. If that answer is no, find a way to try out new things. It's okay to experiment and it's okay to flop. It really is. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Moving on to this imposter syndrome thing. I have seen so many, so many questions about imposter syndrome lately. Okay, imposter syndrome, how do I do with it? I'm, how, what do I do with it? Wow. It's probably rooted in perfectionism. What are your tips? I have another one that says uh, imposter syndrome is what I'm struggling with. I want to shift more from lifestyle to fitness and I'm just feeling like I don't belong. Imposter syndrome and creating a support work group slash membership for my community. I don't feel like I'm good enough, et cetera. Uh, Imposter syndrome stopping me from approaching brands. Okay, this one is a hard one because we really have to dive more into what those limiting beliefs are. What is telling you that you are not worthy of something? And this has been the longest, longest journey for me over the last year because I was, oh my God, I was talking to my friend M Evolving, Emily. If Go check her out on Instagram. I'll link her down below. But she is a burnout coach. She's recently pivoted to this. Um, and we had this meeting on Friday and she was basically conducting this whole research interview Um, for building a new program. And so she's asking me all of these questions that I really haven't been asked before about, you're going to have to excuse Hank if he, if he barks a little bit, (laughs) we have a pest control guy outside. Okay. So she's asking me this, these questions that I've never been asked before. Like, what did you think your problem was before you hit burnout, before you realized that a lot of this was in your brain a little bit more? And I really came to the conclusion that what I thought my problem was, was I couldn't answer questions. Like I thought I just had decision paralysis. And I had this around my wedding where I was like, I just want someone else to tell me what to do. Like, wouldn't that be great? And I hear this all the time from clients too. What what if you just tell me? Like, can I wish someone would just tell me what to do. Then I can do it. I'm really good at executing. You know what that tells me? You know what that tells me when people say that? 
it tells me that you don't trust your intuition. And for some reason, you are scared of acting, of taking the next step because you're telling yourself it's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough. So I was explaining this whole process and, you know, my experience with hypnosis, which I've talked about on podcasts before. And when I was going through that process, I was being asked all of these questions that were so rooted in my subconscious that were so stinking deep down that you're never going to get to it unless you are forced to answer a question and say it out loud. That is like my biggest thing is you need to say it out loud. You need to be in a room. This is literally why I created Do Less Club. You need to be in a room where you're forced to answer the question out loud to see where you're getting in your own way. So hypnotherapist asked me, when did I start feeling like I couldn't answer questions or I wouldn't be right? When did I develop that fear? And at this point, we're so far into the interview that I've really like, I've, I'm digging past, <laughs> I'm digging past all of the top level thoughts and I'm in the depth of my freaking soul. And I was like, I decided that at five. I decided that at five at a table in kindergarten as I was writing out some kind of worksheet and the teacher came and stood behind me and boy, oh boy, I have never scribbled out something faster. And it wasn't just scribbling because you don't have erasers in kindergarten. It was, I'm going to make this as dark as possible so that you can't even possibly see my first answer because I don't want to be wrong. I, I don't want to be wrong. Someone just tell me what to do and I'll, I'll absolutely do it. I'll move mountains. So that's where that imposter syndrome comes from. It's those deep down things. So a quick tip, because that's the hard part. If you want to help get, if you want help in a group, an affordable way to get over imposter syndrome, come hang out and do less club. I promise you it will help. <laughs> but a quick exercise that's like truly rocked my world recently. I don't think I'm gonna talk about this, but I'm actually in a book club right now with a ton of like more spiritual self-help books. And one that we're reading right now, I recommend to everyone. I'm listening to it on Audible. It's called Dark Side of the Light Chasers. I will link it down below. It is so stinking good. I think everyone in the book club is like in their feels. They've been hit with so many so many just downloads, so many big, big realizations. It's just been a good kick on kick to your butt in the best way. So one of the exercises that it forced us through is to consider where are you not keeping promises to yourself? And that can be in your home life as simple as, you know, I'm putting off the dishes or I am, you know, I want to work out, but I have too much to do. Or, you know, I want to spend time with my family or I want to be consistent on social media or I want to blah, 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 anything, any little thing. Now, what are you teaching your subconscious when you don't follow through on those things, regardless of the fact 
that you are not breaking promises to anyone but yourself. You are teaching your subconscious that you cannot be trusted. (laughs) Yikes, right? You cannot be trusted. You are basically giving your brain evidence that you're not good enough. And how terrible and awful is that? Just because you're not keeping promises to yourself. There's no way to get past that without realizing that you have you have limits. You can't endlessly scroll on social media. You can't endlessly put effort into work. You can't endlessly be doing anything, really. And if you're not actually following through with the things that you want to follow through with, then you're getting in your own way. And it's so unfortunate because this was, this is what I ended up thinking about with Emily on Friday. And I basically sat on the couch upset after this whole meeting because I was like, this sucks. I'm still doing too much. I don't know how to do less. I've been trying to for years. How come this doesn't come naturally? Like, why am I just letting myself down? And it's really just what we've been taught with hustle culture. So I'm going to leave you with this on the note of imposter syndrome is How can you craft promises that you can actually keep to yourself, whether that's just using softer language? Let me bring it back to being consistent online or, um, yeah, being consistent online. Let me use my own example. I could say I'm not being consistent online because what I've built up as the definition of consistent online is... I have to post using the same fonts. I have to post the same topics. I have to, um, you know, not skip days. I have to yada, yada, yada. There are all of these rules. But what if consistency was as simple as a singular box of I'm going to experiment. My intention here is to experiment because then I'm not spinning my wheels on anything. I'm not. And I'm giving myself space to actually do the things that I want to do. So this is a learning process. I know it is. I know this journey is far from over. So if you are feeling like you are in the muck of it, um, hey, hi, hello, it's me. And we can talk on Instagram. But if you want me to dive into any of these topics more, if you have a specific question, I'm still trying to strengthen this solo episode muscle and talk with you by myself more so come hang out on instagram tell me what you want to hear and until then i'll catch you next episode